drops. Now, ladies and gentlemen, please put your hands together and make some noise. Mr. Ross Angeles himself. Here's Aaron Ross. Oh, shit. I'm not used to playing my own theme song. Take two. And now, ladies and gentlemen, please put your hands together and make some noise for Mr. Ross Angeles himself. Here's Aaron Ross. My show's theme song, by the way. On my phone. those who can't see at home, we're both dancing, we're both grooving to the extended mix of the Who's the Ross theme song created by J.P. Downer. We're going to flam it out a couple times. Hey, Jesse's apartment in Glendale, make some noise and welcome to Who's the Ross! Thank you, everybody. Thank you so much for being here tonight. I'm Aaron Ross, and tonight I'll be your comedy boss. Very excited to be in Glendale this evening on Jesse's program, Hollywood Fishbowl, live from his living room in Glendale. Please, everyone, say hello to my guest. Here is the one and only Jesse. Hey. Jesse, great uh, having you on the program tonight. Thank you so much for being in your own living room, uh, in your own apartment, on your own program that I've now taken over. Ross, the comedy boss of Ross Angeles. That's right. It is I. Uh, very excited to have you on the program. First of all, uh, I just want to say thank you for having me on your program as I now take over your program with my own program, Who's the Ross? Thank you for reprogramming the program that was programmed to be reprogrammed by you. Not a reprogram problem. Now, Jesse, uh, in getting a late night talk show host on your program, have you ever had someone of, of my hosting background on your show before no you are the first uh the first hosting guesting host first hosting guesting host and we've just done the interview where you interviewed me which is we talked before it's always harder when you're the talk show host to sort of give control and then take in all the 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 questions to give these honest answers which i always find in my regard gets long-winded but now that we you won't t- have that problem with <laughs> me, sir. <laughs> now that we've turned the tables and we're going to lessen the syllables on words, or or at least the worded answers, I want to know what do, what is your experience or your viewing experience with late night talk shows. What can I ask you a quick question first? Well, that's pretty quick to turn it back on me, but go ahead. <laughs> it is your living room. As the Ross, the boss. Yes. Uh, am I am I the comedy intern, the comedy employee? You're my the guest comedy, right now. You okay, are my, comedy guest. Okay, you're my guest. Okay, okay. I didn't know how how deep the structure went. I'm, inter- this. I'm interviewing you. Okay, uh, Jesse threw this. I well, you know, we sw- we switched places at this point, and then I just decided, well, fuck it, I might as well do my show in your living room. To, oh, you, to an audience and guest of one. Oh man, don't you spill that tea again. If you spill that tea again and usurp my power, I will kill you. I'm the host now. All right, so, what was your first question? Let's go back. So I want to know, Yes. you know, a sort of, with late night talk shows, what, yes. did you watch them growing up? Do you have a favorite host? Absolutely, John Stewart. Very cool, That's John Stewart. That's uh, MTV, the John Stewart show. No, no, uh, The Daily Show. When he took over oh, that oh, show, that, that became... shows how old I am. The, the, when you say John Stewart's name, I didn't even equate it to The Daily Show. No. But I equated it to the MTV John Stewart show. And apparently there's also someone else who was the host of The Daily Show before John Craig Stewart. Craig Kilborn, which yes. if you want to get real deep, here you want to. here's an incredible lesson. If anyone who wants to read Late Night Wars by Bill Carter, 700 
pages, which I read all of without paying for it at Pal's Books, the largest independent bookstore in the world on 10th and Burnside in Portland, Oregon. Are you flexing the words you stole from a bookstore? Yes, I am. Yes, I am. <laughs> Weird flex, but so, okay. uh, Craig Kilborn was the host of the daily show for five years. Uh, the first five years and I, I think late nineties and early two thousands. Yep. And, um, at the same time he's hosting that John Stewart, who had, as I previously mentioned, had been on MTV doing the John Stewart show, was signed to a holding deal through the mid-90s into the 2000s with uh, David Letterman's Worldwide Pants Company. Meaning he can't do his own show, he can't do any shows, but they're going to pay him a million dollars a year to wait until they're ready to put him either in Letterman's seat or mm-hmm. in Tom Snyder's seat, who used to play afterwards on, on CBS. So when Tom Snyder finally leaves and uh, they're going to create the late... Late Show, right? Isn't that what that that ends up being? Which then Craig uh, Ferguson and now James Corden has. They don't give it to Jon Stewart from his holding contract. They give it to Craig Kilborn, who leaves The Daily Show to take what he thinks is a better program playing after Letterman on CBS. Jon Stewart's dumbfounded because for years he's been getting paid a million dollars a year to wait until he assumes he's the heir apparent to David Letterman. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But because that doesn't happen, there's this seat that's open at The Daily Show. That's vacant, that Jon Stewart takes, does for three times as long as Craig Kilborn does, and is like 300 times well, more successful. Well, it explodes. It, it goes, it goes out of control. And, and Craig Kilborn ends up you know, going to CBS struggling and quitting after five years. Uh, and now, I, I assume, you know, is, is retired to- Do you own books? Like, would, would this be an appropriate so I, Christmas I, present- to get you a copy of this book that you've already stolen. If Bill Carter signed it or if like, you know, Craig Kilborn and John Stewart signed okay, it. Okay, so no, now no, you're no. putting in requests for your Christmas No, present. I'm just saying I've read the book. I've, I have the knowledge. I'm telling it back to the audience. I just think it's an, an incredible story. So you're like the Robin Hood of, of books. Well, I think it's called a library. So I, I, anyone can be the Robin Hood of books. <laughs> I just happen to do it outside of a library in a, in a bookstore where well, they wanted Well, that's what makes money. it thievery. Well, it's not. It's not. If I go to if I go to the grocery <laughs> store and I continue to read the label of of the chicken wings. No, what we're talking about is you go to the grocery store and you eat the chicken wings. I didn't eat the book. I didn't take I didn't take anything. But from you it. consumed it's value. primary value. I did consume its nutrients, but with my mind, not my stomach. You see, someone else can read that book. If I ate those wings, all they'd have is bones. I'm checking your see, pockets these, when you leave my house. That's that's one thing that's for damn oh, sure I at this point. Have, good night, everybody. I'm going to have to. Um, <laughs> and that's not an accusation. So, uh, yes, it is. And uh, you'll never find it because I went in the bathroom and I hid it in the one pocket you won't go to. So now now, now that we all know the story your of how goddamn John, cock sucks. John's, John's right. <laughs> Uh, now that we know the, how John Stewart got got the Daily Show, we know that uh, before that the simple point was that, that you were a big John Stewart fan. What do you yeah. like about John Stewart as a talk show host? Um, the, the 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 fact that he digested, he translated the impenetrable wall of politics and made it fun and engaging, and like really spoke to our teenage selves. Like we were. 20s, like late teens, early 20s, when that show skyrocketed. Don't label my age, but go on. That's where I was at when 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 that show like just bloomed and blossomed through right. the sky. Um, and Which is very a very formative time too. Yeah, you're, you're yeah. Creating your sensibilities, and all of yeah, a sudden yeah. there's this person that you find funny and entertaining and charismatic. Absolutely, absolutely. But he's also giving you not just entertainment and humor, but like there's, a there's yeah, there's there's data behind right. all of it. There's information that that makes it feel uh, richer and more vital, and that is that it's relevant and and important information that's backing up all of these jokes. 
And he was fucking funny too. He was fucking funny. The timing and the crew that he had, the two Stevens were on that well, show. Well, sure. I mean, time. you look at like, what, what an insane thing for Rob someone Corddry, to leave, it was, like Craig Kilborn. Because here is some of the biggest comedy stars in the world working for you. Steve yeah. Carell, Stephen Colbert, Rob Corddry, and the list continues and continues after that. Samantha B ends up being on. Uh, I mean, there are so many people that are now stars and hosts in their own right that were under that. That was a world that that Kilborn just bails like, on. Stephen Colbert was was a was a sideline on The Daily Show. He was a sideline. Yeah, like he would show up sometimes right. to do no, a he's bit. A, he's a sideline guy that had this character that they inflated and then they gave him his own show. Yep. And now he's... David Letterman, you know, uh, 2019. Yes, yeah. Which is an incredible seat to be in because Jon Stewart thought he was going to be David Letterman. Oh, it's so much fun to look at all those, those, uh, those sewing circle, catty, gossipy... the the Jay Leno's and the David Letterman's and the Conan O'Brien's and the, the John Stewart's and the Stephen Colbert all like kind of needling each other in these the, weird ways. The, the late night wars, I believe. The late called. night war. I mean, read Bill Carter's late night wars. Uh, it's your Christmas present because I tell you the the information you can either purchase or steal in that book is is so incredible and entertaining. And and the, what the is incredible about late night talk shows is how much they're just a part of of our society of our daily lives. The yeah. people that because of our ages, news came from John Stewart. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 It wasn't the newspaper anymore. It it wasn't even blogs or it wasn't it wasn't, you know, ABC News. We were not watching Fox. We were not watching CNN. No, no, we weren't. But here all of a sudden was, you know, this guy that sort of spoke to our sensibilities and was giving us what what we felt was the truth. And also important updates on what was going on in the government. Of course. Yeah. What I love about talk shows now is the ability to use humor to inform. Because yes. at the base, if you don't have the humor, we don't want to listen. But because you're funny and because there's a certain charisma to it, all of a sudden, like, I want to be informed. That's I, I really Infotainment, enjoy, so to speak. Um, who is it? The John Oliver, his program is like a master's class in information punchline, information punchline, information punchline. Like, the, the rhythm of that I show is incredible. More. I mean, it's long form. It's long form. Monologues. Uh, it's, it's like, it's long form comedy news you yeah, know yeah, the daily yeah. show is short form comedy news it's segment it's we it just happened yesterday his exposés are are, are touched the john oliver stuff the, the john oliver straight minutes on heroin or something like that yeah or more banal like the penny yes yeah 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 and yeah, yeah. it is so engaging i love what what media has has added comedy to give us extra gifts like information yeah. i think it's wonderful do you do, uh, i was going to ask a question you but may my ask time a question. For the, we are do, you, do you weave any political current events into your programs or is that kind of like you want to stay evergreen or you want to keep no, it light I don't for want the to audience stay evergreen. i mean I, I i guess i take more of uh, at least a few years ago kimmel approach which is it, when it's important to me i'm going to speak up but okay. our show is not a, a political show look i performed at dante's in portland oregon on election night 2016, mm-hmm. okay? We had prepared for Hillary to win. I had a ton of great Bill Clinton bits, you know, where he would come in and go like, as first man, how many interns do I get? You know, mm-hmm. and by the way, this Wi-Fi is incredible. If I had this Wi-Fi back in the White House in 96, I'd never left the Oval Office. You know what I'm talking about? I get it. I be a lot of, a lot of my slick willy. Yeah. Well, I might dry willy it. So we had this, we, we, we knew Hillary was going to win. We all did, right? I mean, that's how oh, it was in Portland. I'm sure not it's even a question. Not even, even a like, question. So when you wrote your material, you were looking at the biggest show you were probably going to do that year where the most people would go out and celebrate in the middle of downtown. So you prepared for not a week, but a month of your Hillary material. And everyone's going to be hot. Trump. Everyone's going to be so gonna be hot. hot and high and fucking everything in between. 
And then you're eating dinner at five and getting ready to go down to the show. And there's mm-hmm. some warning signs, but you stay strong because obviously it's also who you want to have win, you know, and then uh, six, seven o'clock give you really bad signs. And in that hour you travel down to the show in that time period, you start to realize like we're in trouble as a nation first and foremost, yes. <laughs> but I have a job to do. I have a new show to write in like now. Yep. So everything that was Trump bashing was inflated. You know, we had a Trump and yada. I'll say it again. We had a Trump and yada that mm-hmm. we, uh, you know, beat the shit out of. And we had other bits that we might've adapted. And certainly the monologue had to change here. Wasn't this like good riddance thing, you know, and like, we finally got a woman president. It was like, Oh my God. And I remember the stairs that went from the stage into the audience are like six or seven stairs. And it's like a stoop to a house. And I remember coming out you still had to come out with energy. I mean, my theme Mm -hmm. song didn't play and I didn't mope to stage. I came out big and I said, hello. And then I got kind of real. And I said something to the effect of, you know, um, you know what gang? I think we should, well, look, sit, sit down. Um, I walked down the steps and kind of sat on the stoop and said, look, um, mom's not coming back. So, um, you know, and, uh, you're going to have a new stepdad and it, and it's going to suck. And I know how you're feeling right now. Let's not overreact. All right. We've, we've, we've seen, we've seen tough times before. And look, you, you're going to be off in college in four years and make your own decisions mm-hmm. and, but in the meantime, it's going to be real tough. And, and, and I don't remember what else I said, but it was essentially like, we're going yeah. to be, what I said was, it's going to be okay. You know, mm-hmm. cause I believe in you and I believe in you and, and together, maybe we can get rid of this asshole stepdad. But in the meantime, you know, let's, let's do the best we can to rage, but also still just be, you know what I mean? Yeah. And, and that was like one of the most extraordinary I remember going home and watching the recorded Colbert and he was beside himself. Oh yeah. Nothing was more fun than watching all the comedians that night. They were well, just I thought, so I didn't get to see it. Well, I didn't think that that was the way to go. And I, yeah. So we got 50 people in a fucking bar, which was way mm-hmm. off our numbers. We thought we were going to get, cause we thought we had a victory party. Yeah, yeah, Sure. Yeah. Everyone had been drinking and stayed home because they were depressed, but the people that came out were depressed. And I felt like I'm not going to fake the funk. I'm not going to pretend this didn't happen, but yeah. I'm just going to be real in that we'll be okay. Yeah. And then we had a scale of one to 10. How okay do you think we are right now since that night? Oh God. There's (laughs) like, there's so many answers and numbers that I could give to that. You know, the optimist answer is we're fine. Uh huh. We're a nine. You know, the only people that can get in our own ways is ourselves. Look, his exits around the corner. If you believe it is, it's sort of a John Lennon thing, you know? It's like, I don't believe in God or whatever, you know? His exit's mm-hmm. as quick as you want it to be. You know, war can be over when you want it to. Yep, yep, yep. I believe his exit's Bill Nye, you know? But by the same token, we're also talking about an election that happened yesterday that I didn't pay much attention to where uh, abortion was legalized in Alabama. Now, sure, fucking Alabama's going to do it, but we all feel bad for the women of Alabama, and it's a bad sign for other things to come in this country. So how, how good are we? Some days it feels like a, a one uh, you know, out of ten. Yeah, Sometimes yeah, yeah. it feels like a nine. I mean, like, we're almost there. You know, the worst, I think the worst times with him are behind us. I think that the whole, you know, um, uh, both sides are are 
are wrong or whatever it was. Good and, people and on both sides. Good people on both sides and, and tiki torches and, and so much inflammatory stuff said about people of, of color and, and women and, and, you know, and, um, you know, the, the LGBTQ community, it was excruciating. There was a year where we were all up in arms and, and although our side doesn't, you know, have arms, you know, the gun show ends at the old biceps, but it, 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 it you know, it, um, I felt like, He's a buffoon, and it's embarrassing to be represented by a buffoon. Uh, but we can make the change if we wanted to, right? I gotta That's believe my he's, he's burning out at this point. He like didn't want to be there. In the, he didn't want to be there in the first place. Yeah, he didn't want to be there in the first place. And like, it is it is good to keep that perspective. Year one, it was like <clears throat> year one was tough, man. Banning everyone, like yeah. it was protests at at, 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 bear, at, at airports. Regularly, we had you know, and so we this. Why do you this stems from? You don't need a speech from me about politics or, or Trump. Mm-hmm. You ask the question of how much politics I bring in. Yeah, yeah. I bring in what I find is the necessary amount in the moment. We had the ACLU on the show and created a wonderful relationship with them. When in the Portland airport, um, I believe that they were trying to. They were having travel bans, and the ACLU yeah. went to our airport and said, "We're suing Donald Trump. You cannot uphold this travel ban." And I was proud to be a Portlander. You know, I mm-hmm. was proud of of. I mean, you're proud to be an American because we're the ones, we're all Americans, but we're the ones of Americans going, this is bullshit. Yeah. We're not going to stand for it. So getting the ACLU on was something I had never imagined. Being friends with the lawyer for the ACLU that has sued Donald Trump, you know, for yeah. comedic sake, 69 times. I know it's a lot more than that. was awesome. And look, we, we had not shied away from local politics on the program too. We'd had a uh, mayor may on the program back in 2013, where we had a different mayor on every show for 16 shows in may. Mm-hmm. That was who, who would have thunk that all these, you know, from from this, you know, from Portland's mayor to, uh, you know, Willamina that has, you know, I don't know, 500 residents like mm-hmm. that was interesting. Um, so politics can be entertainment, but sometimes you have to stand up. And so we've we've done that on the program. That's my awesome. long winded answer about that. That's all good. And I will say, I will say to boot, you know, as we were talking about your interest in what you like in talk shows, we, we discussed this before the show. I haven't watched Jimmy Fallon since he led, you know, did the softballs with Trump and I probably won't again. You know, I used to watch all of the big dogs to see what was going on to get inspiration. And I just, I couldn't, I couldn't even look at it. I couldn't support it. I was so, so disgusted by that. So, um, Yeah. I also come equipped, well equipped with a conservative father that w- you know would want nothing to do with me if my show. How's that was, going for you? It's fine because it, I think the same way that people realize that, like, how do you deal with that? You know, whether it's your best friend or your parent, and it's like we don't talk about it. Yeah, my change won't be with him. Yeah, it can yeah, be yeah. with younger people. It can be with people on the fence, but when people are lost in that regard, maybe. And look, he doesn't talk about it. Maybe he figured it out. You know, he's a sensible guy. He's a guy with like you know many law degrees like he's got you know he passed the bar in five states but he was he was you know four months before trump was elected we got in a fight that you know when we were on a road trip that led to him like wanting to leave me there you know because i just said i would never ever 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 vote for trump and how disgusted i was and he was so pissed amidst conversations about gun control and islamophobia that that he like wanted to just like leave me on the road. So that was the turning point where you yeah. go, okay, look, just yeah, we're just gonna putting this in a box, we'll put it in a box, box under the bed. I'll make the bed my change. The and you know, um, I mean, I don't mean to be grim about this, but like his time will end before mine and hopefully I can make, 
some change. You got a bit of yeah. You got a couple of years ahead of you. Hopefully, you know I mean? fingers crossed. Fingers crossed. I, I mean, this is now taking a, a this a is dark. Do you ever turn. think about suicide? Has that ever? <laughs> That's a terrible thing to joke about. I, I'm not joking. I, <laughs> I, I don't. No. Do I? Do I mean? Oh my God. No. 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 Do I seem like I'm on the edge now? You flipped no, on me. No, 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 no. The world, the world is a serious, serious place, and there's a lot of stuff. And and we, you know, I mean, that's that's what I'm here for. In some ways, I don't always go down the political hole and the and that and that sort of because people need to go out and be entertained and laugh. Yeah. Okay. So that's what my job's for. Suicide. Mm. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. 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 Nope, it's nope. your show. It's your show. It's okay. I would never have paused that long at my own show at this stuff. I would have, if you had done that on my show, I'd have found the eject button really fast. But, but, it's, what is the eject living. button? The eject button is you'd make a joke about that where it's like, Jesse, ladies and gentlemen, let's give it up. Like, you sort of walk up, like, the audience knows, like, oh, dang, he's kind of got him on the button where it's like, he might actually bail on that interview. Yeah. Um, we might also just take a quick left turn, and I'd look for one more good laugh, and then we would we would get out of there, which I which I can which I can do now because I think that we've exercised a lot of time with, yeah, kind of playing off of. Uh, so you you hit him with the laugh, and then I'll see how how I can suck it out of the room. Well, I mean that's I guess it's its own gift. Uh, <laughs> I guess it's its own gift. You know, it's 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 not ideal, but it's that like, you would call it a gift and not a talent that I've cultivated over years well, breaks I mean, my heart. I well. I mean, now I feel like I'm being heckled, but it's, it's, um, I'm not being, I can, I can, I can, I can take it. I, no, I just I feel bad. I didn't mean to. Well, I just, I, I just think I was being open. I just think that like, it's, I don't know. Hit me. What's, what's on your mind? Life's tough out here. I think for a lot of people, and I know a lot of people that have, you know, that have not a lot, but enough where, you know, I think suicide may have been uh, on their, you know, something that they were contemplating and I guess I, I guess maybe I don't see the humor in it, but then again, there's, there's nothing that's off topic. I guess it's just all about how you hit it. So oh, this maybe, is you, all... maybe you struck a, a trigger, but however, this is triggers all... probably a bad word to use in that regard. This is all context. Um, the fans of the show know that, uh, I, I think about suicide daily. Well, that's very grim to me, but I don't want to suppress <laughs> your, uh, no, I'm um, fascinated by, by this, uh, this, it, it's not on your radar. I, as I understand, I, as I understand, that's like the average, that's the normal human experience is not, we can, let's pivot away. No, no, finish your thought. Oh, we'll just that, 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 that it's not, it's not your, your default mode. My, that my default mode doesn't relate to the, the daily thoughts of not existing. Yeah. I mean, it, it doesn't life, life certainly gets tough. I think that, I think that the, there's a difference between like, I want to leave this place and I want to leave this earth. You know what I'm saying? But what you, the, the, that, um, just, just like a little bit of framing is it's, it has nothing to do with life being easy or tough. It's, uh, like, um, if you, if you have an ingrown toenail, that's not because life is easy or hard. You just have an ingrown toenail. You're saying that certain people have a disposition towards. Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, like it's I just it's a needle in the back of the brain that's like, hey, here's an option. Well, I, I, hey, I guess I feel option. there's an empathy I have towards that. I, okay, I, I okay. feel bad, you know. And yet you <laughs> laugh at that, which like could not be a worse reaction to what I just said <laughs> no. on a personal level. No, don't take it that way. It's just it's it's sweet. It's really sweet. Oh, I, I guess so. 
it's it's very endearing. Well, I'm I'm happy to be endearing. I mean, I I, I don't know. I just I, I feel bad for the plight of those that are in that sort of situation, and yet you laugh at it. You know? No, no, no. Because what? Um, I don't recommend it. Well, I don't either. I wouldn't wish this. On. Yeah, but I mean, if you have those thoughts, if you're talk, if you're being totally frank with me, and I don't know you from Sam. Uh, Why would I joke about this? There's nothing funny about it. Well, they're bad comedians, so we've I've seen these sort of things before. So no, I, no, 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 I, no. This is no joke. This is not a bit. No, I understand that, but if but if you still have those daily thoughts, isn't there? Isn't there? And I'm sure you will laugh about this because I well, we've said a don't pattern have a at context this point. for it. Had not having it myself, isn't there a medication or therapy to that that could could get you away from that ledge. That's actually probably true. Well, that would be very valuable, I would think. <sighs> you have suicidal thoughts daily and you don't seek therapy or medication. Uh, no, because um, there's that the story of the two fish and the one fish says to the other fish, hey, the water's really nice today. And the other fish says, what's water? I'm the other fish. But you're aware of that those things exist. Like you're all, you all know what you, you, if I don't know what water is, why would I need medication to learn what, what water is? It has no bearing on my day to day. But you do know what water is. You're aware of what therapy and medication and emotional support is. Yeah, no, I'm aware of those things. What I'm talking about is, is the whole, the whole environment. Like you're all, you're all, you all know what water is. I don't know what water is, and you're saying that I should go learn what water is, but I don't know what it is, so why would I bother learning it? I mean, I just don't understand the analogy, but... That's I, okay. <laughs> it's a flimsy one. <laughs> Do The fishbowl, <laughs> I think, would be the, the turn to take. Because the games that I had left, I... What are the games? I, I don't what have the, the willpower. I don't, Sit, I don't, hit me with I, the game. Hit me with the well, premise. We, we have several games on the program. Hit they're, me, what have you got? We have... I could, now I didn't prepare any of this. Uh -huh. So if I was going to be doing a show, I would very, very, uh, you know, craftily, if you, if you will, I would procure my games. But I could, in on the spot, uh, do a game called Rotten Tomatoes, which is a movie trivia game. It's a, normally a drinking game, but we'll keep the drinking part out of it for I you, considering tea. how we started the first yeah. act. Um, although you could use tea for it, but be, please be careful. And... Uh, and, really? then, and then uh, Rapper Not Rapper, which I think I mentioned in the first segment, which is a, is it a rapper, not a rapper sort of quiz game. So they're both, they both play within a certain Let's do the trip. Rotten Tomatoes one straight away. Okay, we'll do Rotten Tomatoes straight away. Now, I've never done it this way. Normally, we do Rotten Tomatoes based on a, um, a theme. So last month's theme was Mother's Day. Uh -huh. So we had a series of Mother's Day films that, uh, that we got, and you'd have to, and as the game is always played, you have to guess the Rotten Tomatoes score from RottenTomatoes.com, compiling all reviews, positive and mm -hmm. negative, to create a positive number um, from, from 0 to 100 that reviewers rated positive, meaning, meaning if two-thirds like to film, it gets a 66 yeah. on Rotten Tomatoes, which is a good score. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, if you can guess within 10% up or down the score, you would win a prize. I like prizes. Well, I don't have any this time. I'd have to, I would have to uh, IOU the prizes, but I'm, I'm happy to do that based on this game. You don't so, have to worry because there's no way I'm getting within 10%. You might get within 10%. So here's what we're going to do. Shane. What's the theme? Well, we don't have one. Okay. And I'm definitely not going with Suicide. I wasn't even going to suggest it. I did want to suggest it. It would be a good film for it. That's 12. So if you get that dead on, the game's over. 
I'm going to look it up right now. And I, I damn near bet you it's probably close. Let's see. Oh, it's 27. You would have lost. Okay. See, I right. told you. So you, you, okay. you risk nothing. So here's in what this we're going to do I'm going to give you who you think your least favorite actor is. And you're going to give it to me. I'm going to check their, their ah. films and we're going to go off of that. And I'm going to pick four films and you're going to guess the scores. Who is my least, least favorite, favorite actor? actor? Actor, actress. Let's go with, let's go with a, an, a, a, a Chevy Chase. Chevy who Chase was, is perfect. Who was great. Like there, he's got his he's good got stuff. His moments. But we, we talked about Chevy Chase earlier because yep. we're in the section of Glendale where there's Chevy Chase road and there's and Chevy Griswold Chase street or Baptist whatever. church and Griswold street. Yeah. However, we looked up online and that's not the Chevy Chase. We thought it was yes. some Irish gentleman or something to that effect. All right. So, wow. How could Rotten Tomatoes only pull up three Chevy Chase movies? We may, we may be short. Let's see if, hey. see if we can get this to work here. Oh, wait, no, there's more. Yes, this is good stuff. All right, this is really good stuff. Oh, and um, we could do Harvey Weinstein, too. He's not oh, much of an actor, a, but... No, 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 it's good to stay within the actor realm. Okay. Because you don't want to go to Miramax film, because it's like oh, they're all like, films. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're great films. All right, uh, let's start right here. Cops and Robertsons. Are you, are you familiar <laughs> with Cops and Robertsons? No. Robertsons, I would assume, I haven't seen it. Robertsons, I believe, would probably be the the last, the, the surname of Chase's character, Cops and Robertsons. I'll give movie info on it. In order to spy on a suspected criminal, two police officers established a stakeout in the home of his neighbors, an average suburban family, presumably Chevy Chase. Their stakeout soon becomes an ordeal thanks to the interference of the family's bumbling father, presumably Chevy Chase, yeah. a cop show addict who can't wait to help with the crime chase. This is from 1994. Right when he was qu- peaking. Uh, I think he had peaked because uh, Caddyshack would be peaked. I, would I say mean, that, as, a, as a shit show. Oh, this is this is like uh, Cops and Robertson's. It's not going to be thing, a good score. Here's the thing about Cops and Robertson's is the first I was trying to like figure out what was terrible about the title. And the first four syllables are fine. It's the fifth syllable right. when everything falls apart. Cops on that and title. Robertson's. So let me give you one review. Let's just go with the first one uh, from Variety who said trapped in a sitcom sensibility. The film never makes the vital connection with the audience that's necessary to spawn a hit. Not, you know, it's a knock on it, but not uh it's not like a, a yeah. scathing review. So what do you think from zero to 100 is the score of Cops and Robertsons? Okay. One dollar. One dollar. You want to go to no, one? No, 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 no. I'm guessing like a 46 or a 52, and I'm going to go with 52. 52 is extraordinarily high. It is 14%. 14% Holy shit. is a porn. I'm sorry. You missed that one. Let's go to... Keep it going. Keep it going. Keep... We are going to keep it going. Let's go to... I hate not winning. There's nothing I hate more in this life than not winning. So keep them coming until I've won one, and then we're cutting it off. Then. Deal, deal, deal. Let's go to... Gosh, even if it takes five hours, I want to win. There are so... Well, it might be tough in this one. Uh, I think next we'll go with a... Let's go with the movie... Let's go with Vegas Vacation. That's a, that's, kind of, that's a Griswold one. That's a National okay. Lampoon. This is from 1998 as he reprises the fourth in a series of movies that began with National Lampoon's Vacation uh, in 1983. Uh, Clark Griswold, Chevy Chase, is uh, going back on a wacky vacation this time to Las Vegas. Uh, so let's see. Let's check out a review of uh, Vegas Vacation. Uh, the Washington Post says, 
I'll lay you three to one odds that by the end of this flick, even fans will be thinking that this wasn't a trip worth taking. Zing. Yeah. Not, nah. not, not the, the nastiest review. We always look for the uh, most comedic reviews, but on the spot here on my yeah, phone. Yeah, that's your... your uh, what do no. we got here for Vegas Vacation? Nothing, nothing says hilarious like the fourth installment in a series. That's when most comedy really is, is at its freshest. Um, and nothing says, nothing says kind of artistic purity and vision like having it take place in Las Vegas. Right. Uh, Flintstones Vivo Rock Vegas is a oh perfect example of, of that integrity. He wishes he was in that film. I'm going to, I'm going to say 20. 20 is good enough. My friend, it was a 13. You have won yourself a prize. And that prize is the DVD <clears throat> of Vegas vacation. That's right. For yours Fuck to yeah. own and love. Um, peaking at 95 minutes. It is all yours. <laughs> peaking. Peaking at 95 minutes. <laughs> That ninety fifth. Well, there we go. Really... That was good. You got it on the second yeah, one. A lot of yeah. people don't don't manage to do that. So that was very good. I, I'm surprised. I thought people were more forgiving in 1994. That 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 got a 14. That must have really been a, a shit show. That must be a bad film. Oh, which one? The the, the um, cops and robbers. Cops and robbers. I think cops and robbers is considered like about as bad as it could get. Have you seen Nothing But Trouble? Oh, who's in that? Um, Dan Aykroyd with a dick nose. John Candy without a dick nose. No. Well, should we see what it has? Why don't you guess what you think it has on Rotten Tomatoes? Nothing three. but trouble. I'm guessing Nothing three. But three. Wow, three is a hard thing to obtain. Well, this is like a, an, an aggressively anti-audience and particularly anti-critic film. <laughs> okay. They were like, we know what funny is, you guys. Oh, Chevy Chase is in this. Oh, so yeah. I could have given you this. I could have given yeah. you this. That's pretty dead on. It's a five. That's good. So you really knew how truly terrible it was. It's bad. It's 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 bad. Yeah, the review of Entertainment Weekly was sheer hell. <laughs> they gave it an F. That is really bad. It's hard to get less than an F if you're being graded by letters. Wow. Wow. Well, I'm going to have to find that and add a thank you for that. That's good. That's good to yeah. get a scoop on. Also, when we do our Glendale, uh, a di you know, we come out to Glendale to do a road gig. Mm -hmm. I think Rotten Tomatoes, Chevy Chase is. is oh, you got it. You got so, it. You got it. Thank you for that. No problem. And well, you that, could, if you ever do a segment called Movie Not Movie, Nothing But Trouble would be a prime candidate. Movie Not Movie. You know, we've done, we, rapper not right. We've done other, we, I think the best, uh, what do you, what do you call it? Like uh, lateral move mm -hmm. or linear move to, to, to um, rapper, not rapper. We did weed it out. That was a good one. We give What's... you eight weed strains, some real, some fake. You got to weed oh, out. Okay. Yeah. And that's a good one because like, that would play well very, in this town, play well in this town and it can get really absurd. That's the great thing about rapper, not rapper, like movie, not movies. Like, it's too open. It's too big of a field mm -hmm. to go whether or not it was a movie. I mean, it's okay. It's fine. Oh, no. I, did, I meant just watch Nothing But Trouble and then discuss it with the context. Like, is this a movie or is it just 90 minutes of uh, flickering nonsense? That's hard. That's hard to... Uh, it would be a more heady experiment. I'm trying it's to not really out, a game like, so much as a 30 minute. The was the only movie I can think as an adult I stopped watching that like I had a vested interest in or was like at the, at the theater mm -hmm. was the dictator with Sasha Baron Cohen. Wait, that didn't, that didn't work for it you? It was excruciating. excruciating. Uh, I'm so in the bag for him. I'll sit through anything. Did you? Yeah. Yeah. Oof, I, I, it was terrible. What, what, why? I think I, I cannot fully remember, but I want to say the homophobia and it was just, it was so bad. It was like, I've seen you very recently excel 
Yes. I knew that Larry Charles was on it, and I just couldn't understand. It was just so bad. You just felt like an 11-year-old could have done better, like a lot better. And I was just like, I got halfway through, and I think I was like on a date, and I was like, I can't. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then there's that thing. It's like, um, I know that this you're being you're trying to be satire of homophobia, but at a certain point, there's so much homophobia consecutively that it doesn't feel like satire. It feels like worldview of the yeah, film. It just is like, and also that's a very dangerous thing to do. Yeah, there are going to yeah. be people that don't know you're joking and then like take it and run. And it's pretty gross. The, 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 the second thing is the even worse when, uh, actual homophobes are like, but, 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 but it was a joke. Yeah, and yeah, that's yeah. The, like well, the paper thin. Yeah. That's, that's the old slim shady angle, but we, that's, a, that's oh, for no. another discussion. Oh no, 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 no. I refuse to go down the Eminem road. You're not, we've, we've you're, been here. you don't, you, you're not, a, you're not on board with him. Oh my God. No. In what dimension? All. Oh, the dimensions where I'm not 16 anymore. Ah. He's, he's, truly horrible and most <laughs> you only have to have one eye open you only have to be like half woke to be like what is this garbage it's not even about content it's like how much can you rap and rap and then yell and yell and do the same thing ling a ding bing a bing like just look at Chris D'Elia's parody of him that he did last year on his phone in like one take and it's like well, this guy's terrible I couldn't disagree with you more I've luckily I'm on the right side so that's <laughs> I'm gonna salute the microphone <laughs> and know that I'm correct that's okay. I have been on the wrong side of things and, um, you know, I've been, it, it's he's okay. terrible. He just didn't grow as an artist. <laughs> it's just shocking. Here's a guy that when I was 16, I went and saw live. His first album was wonderful. His second album still has a lot of talent, but like, listen to the first song, listen to kill you at the beginning of Marshall Mathers LP. And it's still Love it. brilliant. It's terrible. Love it is brilliant. It's not brilliant. There's not parody in, in, there there really wasn't a character within Slim Shady. Like, it's just, it's so thin. Just listen to it. I'm not going to I, look up a recite. I'm just saying, how do you, have you listened to that recently? Because I didn't listen to it for like 15 years. And then as an adult, I was mm -hmm. like, holy shit. The things that I think are cool at 16, 17, 18 are pretty fucking far from cool. In particular, this guy who just seemed to get worse and have less, uh, I mean, he, there's no sense of humor within the guy anymore either. I could write a dissertation on how poor, on how great he was and how, how steep the, the fall off was. You couldn't be more wrong. Well, I'm very right, but there are and millions of people you that agree with you. absolutely are right. There are more people that agree. There are people that agree with you, but uh, time has not oh, been kind. Oh, uh, we, don't, we don't need to gesture outside this building for strength uh, Well, where are your points? I've said opinions. points of why he's uh, terrible. Where are your points of why he's good other than, well, that's a good song. Oh, he's, he's one of the densest, I don't mean like a head of brick lyricists. I mean, uh, in terms of, uh, syllable density. I know he's density. got big, dense syllabatic things, but like they, they, the word, that only the word goes so thing far. Is, is unprecedented and unbelievable. The, the way he weaves uh, I'm not rhymes. denying that he didn't start somewhere and that he hasn't done extraordinary things. I'm saying that he never grew past that and got worse within the world he created. No, the the rhyme schemes he's doing now are are unbelievable. Just un I can't I can't get behind. I mean, as someone who listens to a lot, uh, uh, as as one middle aged white guy who listens to a lot of hip hop music, mm -hmm. like there are so many other MCs that are doing so much more interesting rhyming, uh, diverse rhyming. Have who more are the MCs that you like? Because I don't disagree with you at all. There's so much going on in hip hop that that oh, like, just I blows mean, I, my I, brain. I holes. love like. 
I, coming from the 90s, like the greatest rapper of all time, in my opinion, is Andre 3000. If you want to look at someone who's created incredible rhyme structures and can rhyme mm-hmm. in every different way, which way but loose, from fast to slow to dense to like to clever to things you wouldn't. I, I he's he's the peak to me. Um, you know, Kendrick Lamar is a brilliant rapper. Kendrick mm-hmm. Lamar is actually saying something. Kendrick Lamar can do the joke voices. He basically does an Eminem character better than Eminem does Eminem, in my opinion. Eminem has tried to say something of substance, and th- those fall flat for me. But but that's like but that's. Keep- 20 years is a 20 years is MC MC saying something would be like being a comedian for 20 years and not saying anything. Yeah. Yeah. At a certain point you'd go, yeah, we heard that joke. We heard that thing before. Keep going with the ones you like. I want to, I want to swing this back up because, um, because the world of hip hop is, is, a, a, a gorgeous, gorgeous place. Man, to, I mean, to there's spend time. so much. I mean, back in my hometown, there, there are MCs galore that I, I, there are MCs galore that I adore. Um, you know, I'll list some more: Rashid Jamal, Mike Capes. Um, I'm Give some shout outs like, to the to the people who need shout outs. That I'm going like, to hang out with later: Austin Antoine, who's now in the supergroup uh, trademark with Slim Kid Trey of the Far Side and DJ Newmark. Uh, anything, you know, Slim Kid Trey. Q-Tip's one of the greatest MCs of all time. Q-Tip's ability to make music, to create a group and and assist. You know, you can almost look like, people tend to look at, uh, if you want to grade a rapper, you think basketball. Like, can he pass the ball? Can he dunk the ball? Can he shoot the ball? You know, like, how is his handling skills? Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, I, I, it's great to see an MC that assists well, too. You go back, you want to go back... To, to Eminem, like, I don't look at Eminem as particularly an assist guy. Absolutely not. So, you know, a great MC can jump on a track and do a guest verse and, and be great, but make other people look great. He can have them on his song and make other people mm-hmm. look great. He can get someone on it with a hook and great collaborations. Collaboration's a huge part of hip hop music um, that I think that he's like swung and missed at pretty hard since about like 2000. Eminem? That's my opinion. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's fair. Um, that's, totally, that's totally fair. MF Doom is one of my absolute favorites. There we MF go. Doom I was, was like waiting one of the for most one that interesting, I could... like, but also like MF Doom is like is like cult rhymes, you know, and also like he has a time period. He has a timestamp, which is unfortunate because I'm sure he could, you know, do extraordinary work today. He just doesn't really work. He's an enigma, but that's okay. It fits the brand of, of MF Doom. Um, Doom has my favorite couplet of all of hip hop. Give it to me. It is. I'm a huge Doom fan. Uh, borderline schizo sort of fine tits though which is just like you don't get tighter than that for painting a picture of a person I I love that stuff it's great Um, I'm even looking at my phone now like what have I listened to lately Um, your old Droog has that hit your radar yet who's that your old Droog uh-uh. Doom has signed off on him. He Doom guests on the new album for okay. one track, but I will have to look at it's that. It's good. It's like real grimy beats, good rhyming. Uh, who else? Royce Five Nine. I enjoy. Yeah, Royce Five Nine is fun, and I liked his work with um, DJ Premier as Prime, which was an awesome side project. They made a couple of EPs that I really dug. Um, last year, Pusha T's album Daytona was one of my favorites. Um, I listen to I've been listening to Dan the Automator instrumentals for the all last those two weeks. Great, that you know his stuff with Cool Keith, uh, yep. that first Gorillas album. Yep, yep, yep. Um, the Roots are an extraordinary thing. Got to shout out the Roots. Black Thoughts, yep, one of the yep, greatest yep. MCs of all time. Ghostface Kill is one of my all time favorite MCs. I he's my favorite Wu Tang member, and he's just like. 
you know, no one makes the song cry like Ghostface. Ghostface is, paints a picture. He's clever. He has a super unique voice. Mm-hmm. He's made arguably more classic albums than any other rapper. Is a discussion that I think people would be surprised. Like you could put that out there, and at first you go, "No way!" Like Jay Z, you know, and 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 Tupac or Kendrick. does Jay Z Jay Z do anything for you, or is it too? I like Jay Z a clean? lot. I think it's too clean. I mean, that's a weird thing to say, like on being recorded, because like he's extraordinary, and he continues to do. Jay Z is like, but the product Jay Z is like identified great, like, and is consistent. It's a, it's consistent. He, you know, it is brilliant to watch Jay Z age well. Like the last yeah. record he put out, which I can't even remember the title for some reason, um, you know, was was so interesting to see Jay Z talking about like get your credit up. Like he was talking <laughs> about, you know, you're looking at twenty plus years earlier, and it's all about like the coke deals, and he's clever mm-hmm. about talking about the coke and cooking it up. And now he's just telling you how to like get your credit up and like you know penetrate old money and like do you know what I mean? It was yeah. like it was like a credit class from Jay Z. It was just it's just so interesting to me. I. Le- if you can't grow as a performer, yeah. that there's a problem, and that's my Eminem problem. Like that's if you totally grow fair. as a as a performer, whether you're Adam Sandler and his um, Netflix special, which I thought was brilliant and, mm-hmm. and had you know um, heartfelt, you know, poignant work, and then some of the stupidest, hilarious, yeah, bizarre yeah, yeah. stuff. You know, back ended with 15 years of t- atrocious movies, but he's still someone that I that like in my heart I th- find hilarious. And he did that. I never saw Eminem come back and do that. And then I, even when it seemed like, oh dang, these might be kind of cool songs, the homophobia was a huge turnoff to me. And I like it heard it. It was some song where like he's a rap god or so, or something like that. Mm-hmm. And I was like, damn, there's some cool shit in here. But a, you're fucking 40 plus years old. This is ridiculous. Like, just own up to being wrong and stop speaking that way. Mm-hmm. Nas and Jay-Z had homophobic lines. They don't do that shit anymore. They realize they have a bigger cultural impact. How can you be this white guy that's got tens of millions of fans and spit, spit you know, spit this kind of rhetoric to a, then a now new generation? That's infuriating. To oh, me. don't worry. The new generation has no interest in it. I don't know that that's true <laughs> because, because no. even a decade ago when people would teen, you know, like when I was teaching high school, they loved him, you mm-hmm. know, and it's like, I was like, you do? That was a record that I liked 10 years ago. I'm shocked. He somehow has, has his pulse on like the zeitgeist and is like ah. somehow figured like he says it in his own songs, White America. Like I get it. But you that, know? that one's old. I know That's that. Like a decade and a half still, at this point. It's, but the point is that I'm, I'm speaking to why he resonates. Yeah. It's still true to this day. Everyone knows it. I'm not denying that he's got incredible talent. Has made some great records. Yeah. I just think I also, just don't just like him. Now. So we're clear, also, I'm not campaigning for you to like just, him at all. I just was that. I'm not campaigning for you to like <laughs> him at all. Like I'm not. I, I don't even know why I'm so passionate about this, but I think it's someone that loves hip hop music. Why is it puzzling? Because, um, like we're. We're we're on air right now, sure, and we could be spending this time like lifting up the the unknown greats. Well, I did, but I said I said artists yeah. that I really like. But, but we don't the, the like we don't need to give any airtime to Eminem. Well, we don't. It is your program. <laughs> no, it's yours. Now. No, it's your pro- it's your program. I mean, here's the. I guess that's the cool thing about doing a podcast is what I assume that there's no fear because I don't have to worry about the audience. This is an opportunity. And in fact, I do not appreciate you saying why give him more airtime because you presented a platform that was sort of unedited. So I assume that I come can back on mic thing. at least. I, I assume that being unedited and and going on different topics like I would not have the chance to do in my own show is mm-hmm. something that you would want. You can, you can, but I like the the amount of distaste you have for him. I'm I'm not trying to I'm not trying to uh, to to convince you of anything. 
and like you don't have to like him. I was 100% trying to convince you. Um, And everything you're saying, I'm aware of. And it maybe it's a shortcoming on my part, or maybe I just I I really like his word work. But like, here's the thing: is we're both right. It, that's true. Yeah, I'll tell you what, because you're welcome to like what you like, and I'm welcome to like what I like. But I'm, I'm, like you have. Here's the thing: is you have a, you have a deep and useful knowledge of this landscape, um, and that's so much more valuable than than an opinion on Eminem, because like we all know him. But you 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 banged off a list of people from from Portland that I'd never heard of. Sure. That after we're done, I'm going to be checking out. We should. Yeah, they're great. Because it's exciting. Because because the, there are people doing like incredible work. Just well, like in- I always. I mean, my show's been. I, I don't have tirades on Eminem on my program. We've we've we yeah. showcase local talent. You know, from Portland to L.A. Would you have him on if you had a chance? Of course I would. The cool thing about having him on would be that I would want to express my opinions. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's the thing. Like Fred Durst has a jazz night in. Uh, Hollywood mm-hmm. at the Black Rabbit Rose. And you're like, well, Fred Durst doesn't need you to dap him up. But my point would be if I ran into him and I so decided I could have him on my show and I would have a hard time doing that because what do I want to talk to Fred Durst about? Like, I mean, you know, his music has uh, so many issues with it and him as a guy is like yeah, yeah, yeah. sort of cartoonish, which isn't like I want to have him on and like ether him or anything. But I would want to like talk oh, here. I'll get, I'm going to. Example to example. Hit me. Can you be self-aware as a guest? And when I saw Pauly Shore do stand-up like six years ago, I was blown away by how self-aware Pauly Shore is that he's Pauly Shore. I'm not sure how aware Fred Durst is of what Fred Durst is. Oh, like where does the the show end and the human begin and where... And also like... Red backwards hats, like, you know, um, kind of flagrant music, very uh, remedial sort of work. Like, I wouldn't necessarily use those words to him, but could I have him on and go like and refer to this world he created and not only sort of like, for lack of a better phrasing, SSD, like, can I, as we talked, you don't like Jimmy Fallon, can I be real with you? Can we talk sort of openly, not as a teardown, but yeah. like, would you get mad if I like poked any fun at you? I would look at Eminem and Fred Durst as people that do not have a good sense of humor about themselves. So that's what yeah. I have Eminem on. I would be delighted to, because there's a lot that I would dap him up on, you know, mm-hmm. but, but there's plenty where I would go, but he's not going to take that interview. Of not course not. Me, no, 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 not no, no. from me. Not from me as the guy. Not on the Tonight Show. He wouldn't take that sort of thing. Yeah. So from a guy in a bar. Do you know what I'm saying? I guess yeah. I have. A, I have an idea of whether or not it would work. Yeah. 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 That's my long answer to that. And here's the um, what what you have what you have drawn out of me in this is the very real issue that if I am like I don't know I try to I try to stay consistent with with who's got their hard outs. Like Louis C.K., done. No question in my mind, I'm not going back to that well. There's nothing that could come out of his mouth that would make me laugh again. No, like, especially the way he's dealt with what he's done to people. But Eminem, I'm still in the bag for So you've pulled out hypocrisy on my part. And that's fair. That's like totally fair that... Well, we all have a lot of hypocrisy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I I try not to. I passionate about it because I loved him so much. yeah. When I was 16 and I saw him play at the Rosalind in Portland, that was like a big deal. Oh, no kidding. He was like, he was transformative. But adult me was like, what the fuck? And it never stopped. 
Yeah. That's just, and so it has had a big impact. So, you know, whether I can dap up local people or not, like as far as what does opinions, dap up mean? Like give them uh shine, give them respect, show the, show them off. Give, you know, dapping is like giving a pound. Like I'm going to, oh, okay, like okay. five. Like I'm going to dap you up. It's like, just, it's like showing respect, saying hello. Can I, can, can, can we get, can we get into it? In a very honest and naked way right now. We ha- have we not? Well, this one, this is, it's getting meta now. Because this whole conversation, that we have had some ups, and we've definitely had some points where I feel like I was stressing you out. Do you feel like I've been giving you space to shine, or do you feel like I've been... Oh, I, I mean, I have plenty... It's such a long An antagonist. Format. No, I, in I mean, your, I... In your game. Uh, a, it's your show. B, it's very long form. I think mm-hmm. it's welcome to go anywhere. I think that it is good to be challenged. Um, but it's not, it's not like, uh, you've given me to answer your question. You've given me plenty to shine. Okay. Plenty to shine. But what, like at the points where you seemed stressed out or pissed off, were you pissed? Am I, was I under your skin? Yeah. Okay. I'm not going to lie about it because I I don't have to. Is it in a way that's not recoverable? I would never show this on stage. It's I mean, if it's not recoverable, recoverable, I'd have left. Okay. Okay. Cause I'm really digging this dialogue and I don't want to be needling you. And it feels like some of the things I've said me. It's just different. You might have, to have been taken as needling. It's not needling. You have to understand mm-hmm. the world that we work in when we're in charge and putting on a late night talk show doesn't play within the way that the, these sort of things are playing. Yeah. So the, the deep dive, and I'm not saying you're button pushing, but the ability to go into things that are uncomfortable, we wouldn't do. Yeah, 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 obviously. And when you're in a so seven minute segment, when you're you just used don't. to that muscle, when you're used to that, and you're also used to people coming on, uh, having you on and wanting to talk surface level, you're just ready for that. The goal yeah. for me to come on and be here with you is to sell my show and to get people to want to, to want to go and see the thing that I do. Yeah. Aside from practice in conversing with a human being, you know what I mean? <laughs> like it's about promoting, yeah. right? So I would disagree with you on certain things and I'm not going to lie. Like some things aren't, you know, that I wouldn't get more emotional about, but I yeah. in the moment more than capable of handling that, whether we were at a coffee shop or we're on the microphone. Okay. So, I mean, I think for listeners that might be something that you'd want to create if people were privy to the fact that things might go that direction. The aforementioned topic prior to Eminem would be something that I would think is a, that's a, that's a, that's heavy. Eminem is stupid. I probably don't have to get, uh, you know, create a, a dissertation on him and his, and my takedown of him. So, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. It's enough on me as it is the program. Cause this is, um, I don't know. I don't know what value it does or doesn't have for you, but this has been and is continuing to be, one of the more more vibrant, explosive conversations that that we've done on this show, and like the the gratitude I feel for you to to bring that energy on is is deep. What what that's worth to you, I don't know. You know, life life experiences is good, and it's good to be able to not only formulate your thoughts well, take in other people's opinions, be willing to be wrong, and also not go off the handle on things that you find uh, challenging or, or button pushing. Do you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So there is some value to me. Yes, I would say. <laughs> in practice, tolerating people. I mean, that's life. Like, you know what I mean? 
I hope to be another decade down the road and have a certain Zen to it and a certain mm-hmm. openness to being wrong. And, um, also knowing when like, Hey, like maybe I could take a chill on something, you know? So, but <laughs> please. All right. How many of these do we do? Is the fishbowl? It's until we can't do I it. I feel like that there should be some sort of, um, let's put, I, I feel like I need some sort of song to be a theme. Do it. Do it. This. Oh, this is, <laughs> I get a kick out of this. I don't know if we can legally do this. All right. This is my first one. Yeah. This encompasses the interview and the feeling. This is America by Childish Gambino. I'll, I'll fade it out. It's so well crafted on this verse. All right, here we go. Here we go. Right. Who or what is your enemy and why? <laughs> uh, which seems apropos in the moment from Charles Jensen. Charles Jensen. Charles Jensen. Who or what is your enemy and why? Enemy, enemy. My enemy of my enemy is my friend and my friend of my enemy is my enemy. Is that how that phrasing goes? An enemy, you don't, I don't want to have enemies. And if I had an enemy, I wouldn't want to tell them. Have you been an, are you an enemy now or have you ever have been? Have I been an yeah, enemy? Yeah, sure. Yeah. I can be an enemy to people. No, follow- we all can. Yeah. Well, I, I don't want to follow it up. Like cause you can ask me a question about why that would be. No, who, like, what's the story? Like, what's the story and what? Of your of who you were an enemy to, oh man! I mean, who have I been an enemy to? We have, I can think of a, a kid growing up that was a good friend, and you have a falling out, and now mm-hmm. you're enemies. Uh, competition, you know, on the basketball court, that guy's your enemy, man. Like I've had people within recent, you know, that talks a lot of shit is like, you know, difficult to play with is is maybe physically could hurt somebody. In the moment, it feels like an enemy. Mm-hmm. You know, competition is uh, in in your own craft. Comedy could be your enemy. I think the bet, but what I said at the beginning was, I don't want to have an enemy. Mm-hmm. There's nothing constructive in having an enemy. So, as I grow, I hope to, even with the examples I just mentioned, there were times. You know, I remember the last guy that playing hoops that was like a true enemy to all the people we played with. And the one day where I just walked up to him and said, Hey man, I'm just going to let you know if you're going to operate the same way you've been operating and, and yell and, and be difficult, you know, and, and attack people, I'm just not going to play today. So if you want to, you know, if that's what you do, just let me know. And I'm just going to go. I'm not trying to fight you. I'm not trying to have an issue. The craziest shit. He just went, I appreciate that. Shook my hand. That was it. I couldn't believe it. Guy that had been difficult for like a year. Every time he showed up, I just had had enough, but decided I would have enough like that. Yeah. So, I mean, I don't want any enemies, you know? I don't want to be anyone's enemy. How how could I be someone's enemy? I think you can always be someone's enemy. You don't know, you know? Mm -hmm. You You can be their enemy by cutting them off in traffic. You can be their enemy off a misunderstanding. You can be their enemy because they, people make stuff up all the time. Michael Jordan created enemies to be better because he needs more challenges. Some people do it because they're insecure. I don't want to be that in any regard. Beautiful. There we go. All right. Let's not have any more fucking serious questions. W dot, dot, dot question mark. You make a question. All right. I got to make a question. (laughs) That's like homework. Yeah, it's like, yeah, but I mean, like, my question is, you know, uh, what's your favorite candy? Reese's. Reese's. Does chocolate knew- count as candy? Of 
Oh, does chocolate count as candy? That's a yes. legitimate question. That's like, is a no. hot dog a sandwich? No, no, no. Cho- chocolate's candy. Reese's are in the candy aisle, correct? When they there for be candy? Yeah. Well, how does but chocolate more not like be candy? savory. Because they have peanut butter in them. And also like dark chocolate, unsweetened. Like the, the no, whole I know, chocolate I know. If family you want to go is... down to the, cho- like the core of the chocolate family. Yeah. But like M&M's are a candy. Yeah. Yeah. With the candy coating. Right. So how would Reese's not be candy? They're the same thing with the candy coating, but they've got peanut butter. Yeah. Well, peanut butter, but it's like sugar-laden peanut butter. Yeah. Throw enough sugar in anything and it's, it's candy. candy yeah. right? So, all right, all right. <laughs> Let's not make this more difficult than it should be. You questioned whether or not it was candy and I got pissed off and I was like, we can't have a fucking big discussion about whether Reese's is candy. I don't know what my favorite candy is. Really? Yeah, which is crazy. Do you enjoy candy at a, at a, at a base level? Oh, I'll tell you what it is, but it's not okay. I'm going to go to dessert. I'm going to I'm going to go to sweets. Okay, okay. I think I try to avoid candy because I know the negative side of candy. Like it's fucking sugar. Like we're in we're in Hollywood. I'm not supposed to do it, right? Is there um, a positive side other than it's delicious? Sugar kick. Sometimes you need it, man. If I had mm-hmm. like M&Ms backstage and I needed that in the moment, it's way more valuable in the fact that I shouldn't have had that sugar. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. What's your what's your what's your dessert? The favorite your thing. I'm going to give a local shout out. Hit me. Bay mm-hmm. in Little, Little Tokyo. Tokyo. Yes, uh, their charcoal pineapple is like an addiction else. I had, and I will still eat it, but I just can't eat it every day. And I went all in. That I shit is good. A dog sat in the arts district, and I found Bay, and for like five days in a row, I had charcoal uh, pineapple. Yep. And I started turning into a fatty, and I had to realize that I got to chill out on it. But it's fucking great, so I have it once, and then wait a wait a while and have it again. Charcoal pineapple soft serve is. Uh, incredible. Well, there, I know for a fact somewhere in this bowl there are questions of what's your favorite uh, small business in Little Tokyo. So you already burnt that one. Damn. We, we can only Bay pray that we don't. There are many great small businesses in Little Tokyo. That's what, just yes, one of them. Yes, yes, yes. Uh, just, just cafe. <laughs> Sorry. Yep. I took that. I want to go to this green card. All the ones have been white. I want to go to the green card. Uh, they say everyone has a book in them. What would your book be about? Oh God! Do we have a name on that one? Is that oh um, nuts? Nichelle, I thought it was her. Is her name Nutshell? Nichelle. Nichelle. Her yeah. literally her name is yeah, Nutshell. Yeah, 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 yeah. I wish it was Nutshell. I would get a bigger kick out of a person being named Nutshell. I might name my firstborn Nutshell. I'll take it up with her next time I see her. Well, that's all right. I, I, I'm, I'm a master was... of my own domain in creating a child called Nutshell. Um, what would my book be about? I mean, I think we said enough of it. I either write a book about the quest to get a late night talk show from being a lounge mm-hmm. act, or I would just tell the stories of being a fuck up who wanted attention and figured out how to channel it into a job. You know? Yeah. There we go. Excellent. I'm keep going. No, I get to do some. Oh, you get to do some. Oh, you get to answer some. If I want. Whoa. <laughs> I'm just being an ass. Holy <laughs> shit. After all that last hour, that's what you're going to pull? Last hour? We've been doing this for like three hours. I'm in of this hour. Oh, right. <laughs> the last hour of can't, this can't, hour. Can't wait for hour five. <laughs> that's when it really takes off. Oh, my God. I think that's when we start fucking. Indie filmmaking. Is the category? Is or that literally on the table? just the word? It's, it's always on the table. That's what life's like. Okay. I didn't know where There's we were going with that one. There's always a small degree of a, it's available. I figured that it was uh, done and dusted, not a chance anymore. Oh, I've had, After that I've M&M had chat. But much worse chats that have ended in coitus. And indie filmmaking. What about it? That's all the card says. Do you want it to, how long do we talk about it? It's your show. 
until we are until we realize that nobody would be interested in what we're saying. Do you do indie? I mean, are you? Did you ever produce? I'm an actor. I've made my own web series. Uh, uh, it's a sitcom actually um, called Training Wheels. It's about uh, I play myself. My co-writer from Portland plays himself. We're um, two masters of less than none, you know, uh, <laughs> aiming for the comedy stars, but back down on earth, uh, mm-hmm. we struggle hard. Okay, you know, it's it's. Um, you know, we have the ability to create our own late night talk show live, but but not the ability to pay bills or keep a girlfriend or yeah, you know, get yeah, a driver's yeah, yeah, license yeah. or ride a bicycle, yep. which the name come, Training Wheels comes from because my co-writer didn't and doesn't know how to ride a bicycle despite being from a pedal town like like Portland. So I've, I've created that. It's 10 episodes. People can go to trainingwheelsshow.com and, and watch it. I'm really proud of it. We shot it over three years. Um, how a, lot many, of, a lot of truth in episodes? there. How 10 many? episodes. Okay. They're, they're like, they range from... 15 to 30 minutes. So they're, okay. they're pretty true to sitcom. They're not just webisodes and shorts. They're, they're fully arced sort of yep, individual yep, episodes, yep, yep, yep. a lot of recurring characters and callbacks. So I've made that, um, you know, I'm an actor. I've done enough film and, and TV work. Um, but I mean, indie film wise, I always love everyone else's work. Every, you know, the people that I grew up adoring, like Michelle Gondry or, or, uh, who I've met doing a children's show. That was exci- a live children's show in Portland. That, that was, that's the biggest that's flex awesome. of this, that's, this entire yeah. chat. Well, that's one. If, the, if there was a name that I would hope be dropped on this show, it's Michelle Gondry. It's, it's, it was, um, so Eternal Sunshine is one of my favorites, you know, um, Oh no doubt. That's in like my top three. Wes Anderson, any, anyone who has the ability to take it in their own hands and says, I, I've created an idea. I not only created this idea, but I want to follow through with it on my own. I want to see my vision through. That's what yeah. gets me off. So Wes Anderson, Paul Thomas Anderson, Quentin Tarantino, um, Michelle Gondry, they're all like, and each one of them has a film that's in like my top 10, you know? Yeah. 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 What, what about Gondry's other work? Cause, uh, that, that eternal sunshine is tight as Tupperware. His other stuff is more his, but it's also less, but he's done weird things. He's done weird small things. So the films he's done outside of that have not done that much for me. Mm-hmm. But he's done an episode of Flight of the Concords, and he's done an episode. Yes, of Conan, he did. And they were wait. Which was the episode of Conan? Does it have the his Conan stamp that looks on like it? a Michelle Gondry? Oh, okay, the Conan that has bizarre images. Um, even in those moments, and playing mm-hmm. on other shows that I adore, you know. Uh, his stamp was was so significant. Music videos that he's done. Oh yeah, his DNA you know, is, uh, white, is incredible. White so an auteur doesn't only have to make the great film. It doesn't have to be Tarantino yeah. where I only make my 10 films. Someone that's made one of my favorite music videos, talk shows, sitcoms, and movies, that's maybe more interesting. Yeah, yeah. Because they yeah, were willing yeah, yeah. to go anywhere with their video. Oh, and let me not forget one of my f- maybe favorite concert experience, Dave Chappelle's Block Party. Oh yeah, so, yeah. So, you know he's done a lot of amazing stuff, you know, be kind, rewind. I don't remember that much. It was visually appealing, but you know, that's sort of ended there. Yeah. Uh, what else? There was the, did he, who directed adaptation? Did Charlie Kaufman that's a write Spike it? Spike Jones. And Spike Jones directed it. Yeah. Okay, cool. I love Spike Jones too. Oh no, he's the shit. And I look he's forward so to meeting him. I'm only one step away. Fat lip of the far side and I are, are, are tight. And, uh, Spike Jones did a, a music video and documentary on yeah. him. And, and, uh, I'm laying down in this giant chair now. Oh, man. This is, this is too sexy. This is the most sexy the show has ever been. Well, we've gone everywhere. You can just, you're fine. All right. Good, good, good. All right. Uh, you got any more? How many more are we going to do? I think you're ready for bed. (laughs) I got it. This is, this is lunchtime. That's all I'm dealing with. This one, this is his most 
Sing a 25-second song about an object near you. The other person must choose the object and style of song. All right. That sounds fun. I got to sit back up for that. Yeah. I can't suck at that one. Would you mind if you sang the song? Because I I'll can't. I'm a terrible singer. So you got to pick an object and a style, and I'll do it. Um, let's talk. Let's talk T. And the style is uh, crooner, Tom Jones, oh, yeah. on a love song kind of thing. It's not unusual to be hot for any cup. It's not unusual to be hot for any cup. And whether you spill it on your laptop tonight, you want to drink it up, that hot, hot cup. It's not unusual to be hot for any cup. It's not unusual to be hot for any cup. You steep that tea for long enough to drink it up. It's not unusual to be hot for any cup. Thank you very much. There you go. That's cute. <laughs> Take one, and let's get the fuck out of here. All right, last one? Last one. I agree. Surviving Hollywood. Okay. Um, surviving Hollywood. What about it? Is that, we're, we're, a, is that a Hillier Guess one? It doesn't say who it's from. It just says Surviving Hollywood underlined. That's a Hillier Guess, yeah. Um, yeah, I, I mean, I guess... Are like, either of us qualified to talk on Surviving Hollywood? We've both got a year under our belt. I mean, that's the hardest time. The first year is the hardest. Yeah, of course. I mean, the first months are the hardest. The time mm -hmm. where you're out of the, you know, your comfort comfort zone. You know, because like I get LA and Hollywood now. Like I don't always need to use my phone to drive places. Like mm -hmm. I know what I like about it. Um, I've survived it to a place that it's not hard to continue here. So yeah, I think that first year is like the hardest part. All right. Yeah. So we've done it. I mean, essentially, we've done it. You. We survived Hollywood and our chat today. Look, man, let's wind it down. But let me say, like, through through the ups and downs, this, this feels like a very important episode to me. You've got hundreds under your belt. I've got dozens under my belt. I, and, and look, in, in you saying that, and that's a lot of reason I'm here, because I've had people that I've asked to be on my show, you know, and and they've just given their time. And the only thing, you know, this is this is sort of the pay it forward sort of. Yeah. Thing. And I, I respect you and I respect what you're doing. And I think anytime you get asked and someone acts professional and, and has, you know, an interest in you, then you're flattered and are willing to come on. Uh, speaking of surviving Hollywood, that was a lesson I learned here. I've, I've learned from multiple people in entertainment. They're like. Just say yes, man. Like, say yes. You know, go on other people's shows, go on their podcasts, get stage time in their show. Like, that's just what this world's about. Like, you mm -hmm. either you you know you're always getting better. You you might be getting seen by someone else. You might meet someone else you collaborate with. Who who knows? But this open collaboration thing is 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 very important. So um, you know, it's my honor and duty, if you will, to be here as well. And I I really appreciate you. You know, there there were. I just really appreciate you taking Thank the time you. to do it and to and for being who you are, for putting together what you've put together over your career, oh, and for that. for sharing it so so openly. And I I I say it with all sincerity. 
I enjoy your show. I'm oh, really looking you. forward to swinging by the El Cid on Cid. Tuesdays, every Tuesday. Starting June 4th, every single Tuesday night. Uh, we are there. People can go to whostheross.com and they can find out more about the show. They can purchase tickets there. And anyone that's listening uh, that has been on this journey with us and mm-hmm. now knows me better than a lot of my friends do because we've gone to a lot of places. If you uh, purchase tickets and use the promo code Ross Comedy Boss, they're on me. So in the first month of June... Go grab yourself some tickets. They're on me. We just want you to come out That's and enjoy awesome. the show. That's awesome. Ross, Ross of, Comedy Boss at Who's the Ross.com. It's a hell of a show. Like, it's a Thank good you. night out. It's really, really That's cool what, what, you got, to, to what, do. what you put together. We want to share it. Let's get the fuck out of here. Let's get out of here. Thanks, man. I appreciate you. It was such a joy. Cheers. Drops. <laughs>